Hey there, welcome to MCU Complete Me, the show where we talk about all those Marvel movies and we decide if they're good movies or they're bad movies. I'm your host, Crystal, with me as always is Luke. You hit me at hey. And... <laughs> God, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we have a special guest here. It's, it's AJ. Yes, I'm here. Um, I I haven't listened to an episode in, like, when was the last time you posted besides Spider-Man? Uh, over a year ago. I, I knew I was, like, the third name on the spreadsheet, but I don't know if that had any crossover appeal to the actual podcast. We've talked about you once or twice. <laughs> oh, yeah, our friend AJ has different opinions <laughs> frequently from the mainstream. And that's it. <laughs> Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I know you've seen, like, every movie, so I trust your opinion on movies, because you, you have the reference base. Yes, this is true. I have seen too many things. Um, and I got really good at contemporary shit when I was on call for three for three years straight. And, well, can't go anywhere. Might as well watch what's on demand. That's how I ended up watching a bunch of these Marvel movies <laughs> years ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's great. It's so great. You can't go anywhere, so might as well watch Thor. Yeah. The movie we're going to talk about today is Thor 3 colon Ragnarok, which is a movie that, Luke, you have not seen before. No, I just watched it for the first time about 15 minutes ago. Well, it's, I mean, it's a two-hour movie, so... Well, okay, I guess I started <laughs> watching it about two hours and 15 minutes yes, ago. Yes, we need your whereabouts at all times. AJ, you've seen the film before? It was the last Marvel movie I saw in theaters, actually. And what did you think of it at the time? Um, pretty much the same thing I think now. Um, it's really good when they're on Sakaar, and then other stuff happens. I remember seeing this movie when it came out and have seen it many times since, and I've enjoyed it every time. I might even say it's the best one. Hmm. Mm, that's... It's, it, there's an argument for it. There's an argument for it. It's... I would say between the two of you, I definitely lean more heavily towards AJ. <laughs> It's the more self-contained one, which is bizarre because it's the third one. It kind of feels like they wanted to make two movies, and they just said, well, what if we just make it the same movie and not worry too hard about how it fits together? Yeah, it's, it's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's what all these movies are. It's like, how do we make uh, two movies in one movie? Because we only, we only have so many movies we can do. And really, we should be making TV shows, but... Well, I mean, they did make a TV show, huh? Yeah, it just ended. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Great show. It was it was a show. You could watch it. Hey, are we just going to pretend like we haven't just uh, randomly gone on a hiatus for 18 months? Yeah, we did randomly go on a hiatus for like 18 months. That did happen. Yeah. We recorded that Spider-Man episode back in early 2019, and then I gave you my audio, and then you just kind of never got around to editing it. I never got around to editing it, but it is out now. Now we're in phase two of MCU Complete Me. <laughs> okay. I think we're already coming back from a long break on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't as long. Because I did listen back to that just to kind of, you know, recenter myself, remember what this show is. And we did come in like, cool, yeah, it's been a long time since we've recorded an episode, but we're on track now. We're going to be recording these more regularly again. Uh, that's the old Parker luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this time for real, though. For real this time. Okay, I believe you. For real this time. We're gonna do it. We're so close to the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, we're actually not that close to the finish line, even though it feels like it. We have, like, four movies left. Oh, no, there's, like, eight movies left. There's a ton what? left. You are not close oh, oh, to the okay. end. Oh, no, hold on. Wait, Let it's me Black count Panther, out. Infinity War, Ant-Man 2, Endgame, and Spider-Man, right? That's Black more than Panther, four. Infinity War, Ant-Man, Captain Marvel, Avengers, Spider-Man, oh. that's six. I did forget about Captain Marvel. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's easy. Yeah, that's easy to do. Okay. 
Okay, but that's still, that's only six, and then we only have to record this show twice a year to stay current. Luke, six is how many movies a usual, like, three-year phase is. We're not even halfway through this phase. <sighs> you're, you're really bringing me down. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna have a lot of makeup homework in the next couple years, because they're just gonna shove them all together. Well, I, I gotta figure with the coronavirus, obviously they didn't get any movies made this year, and that's gonna have, like, a rolling effect, right? Because now, like, the 2020 movies are gonna come out in 21, yeah. so the 21 movies won't come out till 22, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it's Disney, and at that time, they'll probably own their own theater chain, so I wouldn't be surprised if you have one every three months. Yeah. I did just look, we've done 16 Marvel movies so far, so it is, like, about 33% of what we've done already we still have to go we're like we're 75% of the way there yeah about about AJ since I last asked you for your opinions on the spreadsheet have you seen Doctor Strange Guardians 2 or Spider-Man or Infinity War or any others I watched five minutes of Infinity War Uh uh-huh it was so impossibly green screened it looked like a made for sci-fi movie from 1997 and I turned it off Okay. That's my take on the rest of the MCU. Any any letter grade on that? Uh, for the nostalgia, it gets a B minus. <laughs> B minus. Okay. Let me let me type that into the sheet. Was Ant Man two on the sheet? Because I did see that. Yeah, it's on the sheet. Okay. Yeah, B minus. I, I add that up. Awesome. Okay, Thor three. It's the third one. This time it, they made it funny. It's a funny movie. Yeah. Which you know what? After Thor two, they needed to do something different. So. <laughs> Talk about whiplash, man. (laughs) Yeah. I I said this a few times when me and my girlfriend were watching it. This just kind of feels like they wanted to make another Guardians of the Galaxy movie, but they needed to make a Thor movie. It's like, ah, let's just just switch out the characters. No one will notice. Yeah, I could see that. It's it's got a very, I don't know, Guardians of the Galaxy vibe to me. And for me, it's the only time I've seen their Doctor Strange. I I have a hard time to believe that that's what he's like, because he's just like, hey, it's just Tony Stark again, only he knows magic. That's basically what it is. (laughs) Okay. Doctor Strange is kind of just a remake of Iron Man 1. Like, he has the same basic backstory to begin with, and they did nothing to differentiate it. Yeah, not really. Cool beans. I mean, his movie's better, so that's something, but, you know. Yeah, isn't that your favorite one, Luke? Uh, it is currently my number two ranked movie, just because it is, like, it's got a good beginning, middle, and end. (laughs) It is, like, a basically decent movie with no major fuck-ups. That's kind of why I hold Incredible Hulk so high, so I can't say shit to you. Incredible Hulk, it, it, sure, everyone looks like a tumor that took steroids, but yeah. A, B, and C all make sense. <laughs> that is true. I don't know. It's been now years since I've seen The Incredible Hulk. I just remember it being boring and not fun to watch. I mean, I am a huge Hulk uh, fan, and uh, sure. I'm really into Ed Norton's petty behind-the-scenes drama, so just watching him seethe in the back of my mind while I watched it also helped. Yeah. And then they had one scene that was the best Hulk scene they've done in all of the movies, and it's um, when he first Hulks out, he's in, like, in the warehouse, and they've just smoke-bombed it, and you don't hear anything for a little bit, you don't see anything, you just see, like, I think his eyes are red, or it's implied they're red, and then you just hear him growling, leave me alone, and just a forklift flies at everyone. Yeah, no, you're right, that is a good bit. That's why I remember that film, it's like, oh yeah, you, you got good ideas here, and you got good bits here, but it doesn't, it doesn't quite come together how it should. I just want to know when they're finally going to pay off the tease of the leader at the end of that movie. I mean, he can't be doing anything else. They're making a She-Hulk series. That is true. (laughs) I'm hoping he shows up there. And the only reason I thought of the Incredible Hulk is they paid off the whole, his first big Hulk out scene when he got kicked out of a plane in 
Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. It was the only time they acknowledged that the Ed Norton Hulk existed, besides... That's true. Besides just, here's Thunderbolt Ross, you've never met him before. Right. Let's go through some of the, the broad beats of this film. Okay. Okay, yeah. Thor's been having some bad dreams. Yes. Bad dreams about what if Surtur uh, blew up Asgard. So he goes to... Uh, where does Surtur live? It's not it's not Helheim, it's one of them. Niflheim? I don't, one of those. The fire left. Yeah. The Heim. Fireheim. Like he, the movie starts with him in a cage talking to a skeleton. Yeah, it's basically they want to do the record scratch moment, but they didn't do an actual record scratch, which drives me nuts. <laughs> like, you had the set up there. You had it. Uh, but yeah, like the what, what's this monster's name, Crystal? Surter. Surter. Okay, he's giving his like big villain speech, but uh, Thor's just not taking him seriously. He's dangling from a chain. Dang it! And he just keeps twirling. It's a great weaponization of Clancy Brown's voice because um, if you ever wanted someone to sound self-important, just just get Clancy Brown. How do y'all feel about the humor in this movie overall? It's funny. It works sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. I actually hated the opening. Um, I yeah. was squirming in my seat when I saw it in theaters. I almost just left. It, it really just got directly under my skin. And I don't know why. And um, then I realized I also don't like what we do in the shadows. So I don't know why I showed up (laughs) expecting something different. There you go. I feel like in a vacuum, the jokes are funny. And sometimes they, a lot of time they work for me in it. But a lot of times it just feels like, oh, oh, we're doing jokes now. Okay, that's fine. Like they don't feel, I don't know, organic to me. It just feels like the movie stops to tell jokes sometimes. Oh, it absolutely does. Um, And they're funny jokes, but like it just kind of kills the momentum. It feels like if it was self-aware enough, it would be a mockery of how um, character development in the MCU is just everyone's got quips now. Yeah, yes. (laughs) But it's not that. It's just everyone's got quips now. (laughs) Yeah, because that intro the whole time, like, wait, did I forget a movie? Thor is not like this. This isn't the Thor character. What's happening? Yeah, the the character change is fairly abrupt, I would say. Yeah. And, like, they're implying that he's had, like, a whole bunch of adventures since we've last saw him, like, out looking for Infinity Stones and stuff, but that's cheating. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm a different guy now. You didn't see why. Don't worry about it. I feel like they did a lot of those cheats when they realized they've only introduced two Infinity Stones and Thanos is showing up in two movies that yeah yeah they could have planned that better but i i think that the jokes in this movie do serve they don't always hit but i think they do generally serve a thematic purpose which is like especially in a doctor strange scene mocking the gods and showing oh these guys they think they're so great they think they're the only ones who can protect yggdrasil everyone has to be reliant on asgard but actually they suck they're just dumb assholes oh yeah no strange clowning on them is my favorite early early scene completely because he's just no patience for their bullshit and that is the perfect reaction to thor and loki at this point in time see that that doctor strange scene to me is almost like the biggest example of what i mean when i say the jokes kind of kill the momentum because i do like that scene a lot you're right it's fun but also it is just hey here's the crossover scene for five minutes doctor strange is here that's fun anyway back to the movie it's completely self-indulgent it's superfluous it does not need to be there but I don't know. It was the first thing that pulled me into the movie, and I was kind of bummed that it never circled back around to like, oh, there was a reason he was here. Yeah, that's yeah. Because I agree on the on its own, the scene is really good. It's just yeah, you could cut it and it wouldn't matter. Yes. 
Yeah, they definitely, you couldn't do that if this wasn't MCU part uh, 17 or whatever. Yeah. Basically, Surtur says, uh, Ragnarok is upon us. I am prophesized to destroy your home. I'm going to do it real soon, as soon as my crown is reunited with the Eternal Flame. So Thor says, okay, so all I have to do is kill you and take your crown and put it right next to the Eternal Flame. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Uh, I gotta love it when people tell you their exact weakness. Oh, but you think Surtur was kind of uh, kind of playing him here then? Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then Thor summons his hammer and has a big video game battle. Yeah, it's... This fight sucks. Okay, thank you. Okay, here's another controversial opinion. I don't like Led Zeppelin, so, uh... I'm also lukewarm on Led Zeppelin. So I was like, oh, great. So we're we're playing the Vikings song by the band from the 70s. Cool beans. Yeah. And, like, they just, they don't know how to make it look, like, not realistic, but feel like it has any weight when Thor does, like, a big 30-foot jump. He just looks goofy. Yeah, and it's it's weird, because when we get to it, they figure out how to do a CGI fight later, but this one... No. Yeah, you would think after a decade of doing these movies, they'd be better at this. I think it's just the way they uh, produce it. Like I, I know, I know it's been revealed that they literally have like a team that directs the action and helps with all that. Right. And I gotta imagine they just have an assembly line at this point. Like they know it doesn't matter. They they wait for the little like flourishes, like the action hero poses, but they don't actually care about the flow of the action, which is why it doesn't work. And why when you see like Winter Soldier, whether you like the movie or not, like every now and again when there's actually like the, the elevator scene where like they had to think about how to do this because you can't CG. Right. Yeah, I feel like these movies consistently are pretty good at one-on-one or small group fights and very bad at big epic bad guy fights, which is weird because the first of those like big epic here's a hundred minions versus six guys in the Avengers one was actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. they got it right the first time and then fuck it up every time after. They, they did it right once. They don't ever have to try again. That's how it works. Yeah. I feel like at that point when they made all the money, they're like, okay, this this is what it has to look like at its best. How could we just kind of almost get here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he beats up the monster. He gets the crown and heads... Or he's trying to head home, but Heimdall's not answering the dang phone. Uh, That's because Heimdall got fired. It's it's uh, it's Scourge. Good old Carl Urban. Yeah, Scourge is here, and he's stolen, like, a moped and some machine guns from Earth. Yeah, this is the joke that hurt the most. I'm like, oh, it's like... It's like stupid pet tricks, but it's like, look, it's, no, it's the scene from The Little Mermaid with the Dinglehopper, but it's Scourge. <laughs> right. He's got his two guns, Des and Troy, because together they destroy. And, okay, this was 2017, right? That sounds right, yeah. Shake weight jokes were completely over at this point, right? I, I don't even know if the shake, is the shake weight still in manufacture? Like, people still make it? <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm just making sure, because it seemed out of place when I saw it, and even more so when I watched it again last night. <laughs> it, the shake weight was definitely... Definitely a pull. I feel like the timing was just right for that to be just old enough to be a good pull. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, eventually he notices that Thor needs his help and Thor like explodes back onto Asgard with like a big blast of monster blood. He gets goop all over the place. He has Dragonhead with him too, which is pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah, during his uh, interaction with Surtur, Surtur kind of let it slip that Odin is not as- on Asgard anymore. So now Thor's suspicious of this 
Odin guy who's watching a play of how, about how heroic Loki was in Thor the Dark World. Yeah, because uh, that was a great cameo by Matt Damon in that scene. Yeah, Matt Damon as Loki, uh, Anthony Hopkins as Loki as Odin. It's so weird seeing Anthony Hopkins finally trying in one of these movies. <laughs> trying just a little bit for just this scene. <laughs> like, he showed up to work for the first time, and this is why. Yeah. Well, did it make him wear a bunch of stupid goddamn armor for once, so He's willing to try. Yeah. He gets a comfy, gumpy robe. He gets to eat some grapes. Yeah. yeah he had a pretty dope time. It's, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. But yeah, this play is like doofy and bad, but Loki, as his dad, is into it. I'm not sure why everyone else is watching, because it's clearly not very good. And you know that they cast one of the lesser Hemsworths to play Thor as well in that. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's the one that's not even famous. Yeah, for all they talk about, you know, Asgard is not a place, it's a people. The people of Asgard do not get a lot of characterization in this film. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. That, yes. That's literally <laughs> one of the four notes I took, is Asgard as a people is not earned for a second. Nope, they don't care about Asgard as a people. They only care about Asgard as a cool place. Yeah, if you, if you compare this to, like, basically any Spider-Man film, you get you get a good uh, uh, range of funny New Yorkers. Yeah, exactly. You need that kind of thing for this to sell that theme. Or even just, like, the thing in Winter Soldier where, like, the one dude in the mission control refuses to obey the bad guy. Yeah. You need anything to make you care about the Asgardians. But they're just extras in a, like, Lord of the Rings movie. And even the named ones don't get to do shit unless they're Thor or Loki. <laughs> Yeah, they just get killed immediately. Like, how do you cast Idris Elba and just hide him for half the movie? Th- they've done it for three fucking movies now. I know. They've replaced one actor for Fandral, and you'd be fucking surprised if you knew that there was two actors for him, because he's had maybe one line in three movies. Yeah. Oh, oh, that reminds me. Luke, can you hit me with the name of the Warriors 3? Okay, well, I just got Fandral for free, and I was watching this movie subtitled, so I know that one of them is Hogan. And then the other, uh, Sif is the girl, right? Uh-huh. And then the fat guy is like Dwarvis. <laughs> no, not even and close. And the foppish one is like Wessel. <laughs> not even close. Sicily. Fandral, <laughs> Hogan, and Volstock. I've already forgotten it. <laughs> you, it doesn't matter. It's not like his name gets dropped. Can, can, can you, I can't imagine be, having to like go through makeup and costume and then just being in the movie for two seconds. Yeah, seriously. It's... I hope they got paid well. Yeah. I'm sure they got paid well. Like, do you think one of them thinks, ah, just one of these days we're getting that Warriors 3 TV spinoff on Netflix? Well, Volstagg, his role just kept getting less and less because he actually had, like, lines in the first one. He was entertaining. Right. (laughs) And then... I don't remember Thor the Dark World, but I assume he did stuff in it. He had, like, a family in that movie. What? Did he? (laughs) Yeah. He had, like, kids. Okay, I believe- You could tell me anything about Thor the Dark World, and I would pretty much believe you. Uh, uh, Malekith, uh, The Convergence- uh, uh, Jane Foster. Yeah, like, the only thing I wouldn't believe you about is if you told me Jane Foster got to do anything in that movie. That's the only part I remember. She stopped the convergence. She- She took a nap! (laughs) She, uh- Her role in that movie is to literally to trip into the plot and make it happen. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Her whole thing is she gets- I've, I've ranted about this a lot already, but she gets, like, the god power. She gets the reality stone inside of her, and what it gives her the power to do is to get sleepy and take a nap. <laughs> it's a lot of power, Luke. She also has visions. Maybe that was just what she wanted, to rewrite reality so she could finally get a decent night's rest. 
Yeah, she just wouldn't be her inner Garfield. That's all it is. That's all it is. Yeah. Anyway, Thor reveals that Odin is Loki. Everyone's very surprised. And it's time to go find Odin, who Loki left at a retirement home in New York City. Yes. But uh uh-oh, the retirement home's been demolished. How are we going to find Odin now? Doctor Strange is going to show up. Just, yeah, they're just standing on a city block and then just a hole opens up under Loki and he's sucked into Doctor Strange's lair. Yeah, that whole sequence before it just makes, it's bizarre for the sake of being bizarre. Like, I, I just left him here. Like, you'd know that he wasn't there anymore. I, you would think you'd keep track of the dad you betrayed just in case. Yeah, I mean, you're, this is supposed to your whole thing is trickery. You should probably know when it's going to backfire. Right. Well, he, he gave him a don't have any memory spell, so he's just like an old man. Oh, yeah, they mention that when he has broken the spell already. They also mention back when uh, Thor is confronting Loki that, like, the, the enemies of Asgard are, are assembling. Uh, they're they're going to take us all down. And Odin, Loki Odin's like, well, you know, uh, we got to respect the freedom of our neighbors, uh, you know, Asgard doesn't have to patrol all the realms. And Thor's like, what, the freedom to be massacred? <sighs> I don't really understand how this arrangement with Asgard and the realms works. I mean, just from that bit of dialogue, my impression is that they're supposed to... Asgard is supposed to be the police, but like fantasy police, not real police that suck. Yeah. And they haven't been doing their job, so cram- crime has run rampant across the cosmos. Yeah. Just crime. Yeah. Elves doing drugs and skateboarding. Right. Yeah, just some, like, gnolls have, like, burned down a building somewhere. But, like, when when they reference Thor and Loki's old adventures, like, in the first movie, they were like, oh, remember when we fought at the bridge of whatever? Yeah. Have they just been, like, touring the realms for a thousand years, getting into random skirmishes with criminals? That's the best I can give you, yeah. Basically what they do. Okay. To me, it seems more like a... It's a battle royale, basically. And they all... They all have dropped onto the Nine Realms, and um, they just have to fight each other for supremacy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But yeah, Loki gets disappeared, and and Doctor Strange just leaves a business card behind for Thor to go find him. Don't know why he couldn't have just warped him to his house, but okay. You wanted a clown on him. Just being a dick for no reason, I can respect that. Yeah, he is the Tony Stark, we've been over this. (laughs) Right, right. This whole Doctor Strange bit, like, the bit of it is basically every time it cuts... It's like Thor... Every time it cuts, it's like Strange teleporting and Thor is just, like, disoriented. It's alright. I like it. Good goof. I do have to point out that their outfits for visiting New York is some of the best fashion in the MCU. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But um, the fact that it's not even cloudy out, I don't know how Mjolnir was disguised as an umbrella. It just seems like it was posh for the sake of being posh. And that's just not Thor. Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, Steven is basically concerned because, hey, that Loki guy, he's no good, and you brought him to Earth. What's up, dude? Yeah, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, Thor says he's looking for Odin, and Strange says, oh, yeah, I know where he is. I've talked to him before, even. Uh, but he, he, he did not want to be disturbed. He wanted to remain in exile. So, I mean, I can take you to him, but, uh, keep that in mind. And he's just hanging out in Norway. I mean, couldn't they have figured out, like, something more, um, less cliche? Um, no. No, they couldn't have. I mean, where would you have him hang out? Personally, I wanted to see, uh, Beach Odin. Just him hanging out, sipping on, uh, coconut drinks. Oh, that'd be so good, though. It would be! This could be Asgard. 
just Florida Beach Bum Odin. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, I'm I'm completely on board with this. All right. <laughs> no, he's just in a random field in Norway. And even though Anthony Hopkins does get to wear comfortable clothes in this scene, uh, he, he's not trying anymore. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> you got one whole day of acting out of him. You're not getting two. His delivery on, I love you, my sons. This whole scene is so fucking clunky. It's just like, hey, ah, oh, good, my sons are here. Let me tell you the plot of this movie. Well, I've told you the plot. I'm gonna die now. See ya. It felt like a high school recreation of an Ingmar Bergman film. Like, <laughs> like a bunch of 17-year-old Saul persona. I'm like, we could do this in the field by their house. And that's what happened. Yeah, they're just standing in a field while Owen's like, yes, home. I'm home in this field. Asgard, you've got a, oh, well, things are gonna go bad. By the way, you've got a sister. She's gonna kill everyone. I'm dead now goodbye yeah odin's i guess too old and he's tired of living so he's just gonna let himself die to and return to their mother but also this will unlock the seal placed on the goddess of death hella my firstborn your sister okay sidebar how do you just know what an asgard know they have a goddess of death right <laughs> like you don't have to know them about the relationship but it's kind of a big thing to exist and not know about. Yeah, death is generally like a mythologically significant thing. Yeah, just slightly. I mean, I guess, aren't they all immortal on Asgard? Maybe that's why. They're not immortal. Oh, well, never mind then. Owen just died. Yeah, they have Valkyries. That's the thing. They literally have someone to carry people, f- carry their dead. Wait, hold on. Why does Odin die? Because he, he, like, Odin sleeps in the other movies. Where's the Odin sleep? He hasn't he hasn't gone to Odin sleep because he's been away. Oh, okay. He's, <laughs> he's been awake for too long. But he's he's choosing to die. Like if he wanted to not die, he could he could. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's just, he's a punk. He's punking out. He's just like I'm I'm done with all of this. I'm gonna die now. I could just hang out in some of the most beautiful scenery on planet Earth, but eh. Seen it. Yeah, why why isn't this like a, a gorgeous fjord or something? Yeah, it's just kind of an overcast cliff. There's lots of parts in Norway that are really beautiful that could be Asgard. Why why this dreary field? I don't know. I think one of the permits fell through. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And also, again, I don't remember Dark World, but I know that they have, like, a complicated relationship with Odin. I feel like there should be maybe a little more emotion in his death scene from any of the three actors here. Yeah, like, Loki at least should have some range. He's just kind of standing in the background dumbfounded that all this is happening. Right, and even Thor's just like, oh, oh. I mean, it's an upgrade from him trying to act pained when Rene Russo died in 2. But yeah, then as soon as he dies, uh, a portal opens up behind them and Hela comes out. Yes, because emotions can't last for too long. No. Well, don't don't forget, uh, Thor starts getting some sparkly fingers. He sure does. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, because you know, it's like, so, you know how when you turn on your microwave, it kind of interferes with your Wi-Fi? Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like the the Odin force was interfering with the Thor force. So now that Odin's gone, the Thor force can awaken. Man, I just remembered I was going to do a stupid, like, I've been to the dentist and now my, my mouth is Thor at the start of this episode. And I totally blew it. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, I can edit it in if you want to give me a, a clean. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. See, I, I thought he was turning Super Saiyan because that's pretty much what it feels like is uh, he's a Goku now. I mean, he kind of is turning Super Saiyan. But uh, yeah, Hela shows up and fights him real good. She breaks his hammer. And 
boy, the delivery on that that's impossible is not good. <sighs> no, it's really not. The breaking the hammer's pretty good though. It's it's cool looking. I, I think it's good for just uh kind of immediately reframing what what this is all about and what the deal with the hammer is. Sure. Yeah. Because they've been, you know, the fight scene on Musfelheim was sort of the last hurrah of Mjolnir, the last big fight scene you get with the hammer. Mm-hmm. And they keep reminding you, like, when uh, Thor almost killed Odin with the hammer, it's like, oh, no- nothing can stop the hammer, not even your face. Right. But then all of a sudden, something's done stop the hammer. And not only that, but completely shattered it. I agree with you that breaking the hammer is a good call. This still, when I said this scene feels clunky, I'm including this part of it. Just, like, Anthony Hopkins just gives you all of the exposition, drops dead, the bad guy shows up, gives you more exposition, breaks the hammer, and runs. I think it's one of the two scenes in the movie that's hurt the most by being in the trailer, because it's not a surprise. So when it's, n- when it's not a surprise, it loses all depth, so you're just kind of... You're, you're more focused on everything around as opposed to the immediate shock of, holy shit, the hammer's dead. Because it's not even like she beats the shit out of Thor and the hammer break is like the final punchline of it. It's just she breaks it and then puts a cool helmet on. Yep, that's it. Scene over. Well, I think that's good because like the hammer, I, the, I, the ham- I don't, I'm not even going to bother with the hammer. The hammer is nothing to me. I'm more, way more powerful than the hammer. I don't need that hammer. Sure, I'm just saying, if we're talking about Thor as Goku, Dragon Ball Z knows how to sell you on a new bad guy and it's that they beat the shit out of all the heroes and then like yeah. fly off because they're not worth finishing off or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's really hurt by uh, the very next scene uh, where she's chasing him in the rainbow bridge tunnel thingy. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't think that effect worked very well. It's it's fine, but like it's also it's it's fine. <laughs> like the actual tr- f- like pushing looks good, but when she's traveling up, it it's so impossibly CGI that I can't get invested in. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, she kicks them both out of like the the rainbow warp, and the warriors three are on the other side of the gate, and she just murders them all. They're all dead now. Goodbye. Yeah, she murders uh Fandral and Volstag unceremoniously. Oh yeah, I guess Hogan's still alive at least for now. Hogan's still, uh, Sif's still alive. She was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's she's off in another movie somewhere. But uh, Scourge is still here, and he kneels to her, so she lets him live. He immediately sells out, which is the most relatable scene in the whole movie so far. Yeah. <laughs> a smart boy with good survival instincts. I think if you really think of it, I'm gonna go pitch a think piece somewhere that Scourge is the real protagonist of Thor Ragnarok. Uh, if he had enough scenes, I'd agree with you, but he just, he, they just, every time he shows up, he's in a different part of his arc. <laughs> I mean, he does 100% have, like, the most complete character arc of anybody, but yeah. Like, there's no in-between stuff, so it's like, oh, this is this is Act 1, Scourge. Just forget Act 1 happened. Here's Act 2, Scourge, now. Sell me on Scourge as protagonist. Because he starts off as, like, selfish and, uh, like, unaware of the world around him, oblivious, uncaring. And then, you know, in that mode, he sells himself out to help this evil lady. But then, like, being next to her and being forced to help her do evil, like, wakes him up and he realizes he's got to stand up for what he believes in at the end with the guns. The guns aren't just for showing off to sexy Asgard ladies, they're for shooting zombies. That's what they are. I mean, it's also a big comic story, Scourge's Last Stand. Like, literally, it's, they wanted to have that scene in the movie, and then just worked backwards to put it in there somehow. I gotcha. To me, Scourge's Last Stand here was also not that ceremonious, which I think worked, because it's like, yeah, you made the right decision at the end there, but even though you felt bad, and you had a lot of shots of you feeling sad about being the executioner, you were still doing it. Oh, I 
agree. I'm not saying I like Scourge. I'm just saying that he has the most, like, propulsive character. Like, he goes through changes throughout the movie. Yes, he learns and grows. He does learn. Thor learns and grows. Does he? He kind of just repeats the lessons that he's learned in, like, Thor 1. He just, he's got new powers now. He's got a new, uh, Superman's new power type thingy going on. He becomes the king. Sure. He becomes Electric Superman. That's where I was going with that. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. He goes from the hero to the the king. Yes. But in the meantime, he gets, uh, thrown out of the warp zone into a trash planet. Sure does. And, um, this is the first time where you really notice the... The color grading and filter. It, it was going to come eventually with when the Neon movie was made uh, dull colors. Because that was the, the downside of... I think this movie is hurt the most by all the press ahead of time. One, they ruined the Hulk surprise, even though it's literally Planet Hulk, but Thor's there. You know he's showing up. <laughs> they they ruined the Hammer surprise, and then they showed all of the pre-color graded like sets, and they're all bright and popping. And you can see that, like you can see it. It still comes through, but it's not the neon movie you were promised. Yeah, yeah. I why do they do that? Why do they make every movie look dull? Oh, it's it's a way to obscure the special effects in the older movies if everything looks the same it'll trick your brain and not realize cgi from like 10 years ago isn't up to stuff with current stuff that seems like a stupid thing to prioritize it's a product man (laughs) yeah but like usually when you're selling a product you want to be like no this new thing that old thing you like that's bullshit you want the shiny new thing look how more shiny and new it is yeah but if it doesn't look like the other thing how do you know they're related i guess that's true how would you know very difficult. Uh, a bunch of, like, raiders show up and, like, throw Thor in a net, but then a cool lady with a cool ship shows up. Oh, Scrapper 142? Scrapper 142! She's got, like, little knuckles that, like, let her control her guns. It's neat. Yeah, guns for her guns. It's a good, it's a clever idea. Yeah. Valkyrie's ship is really cool. I like when it goes into chair mode. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So you just sit on it in the sky and watch <laughs> the game. He kind of, it kind of looks like Ed 209 from Robocop. It's kind of got that kind of personality. Yeah, a little bit. I like Valkyrie. I like how she comes in and, like, drinks a whole bottle of something and then, like, badassfully walks down the ramp of her ship and then immediately eats shit. Yeah, that's when it's, like, full Guardians. I'm like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people eating shit in this movie. There are. Mm-hmm. And I adore Tessa Thompson, so I was in on her, even though she pronounces Jean wrong in, um... Creed, something that um, only bothers people from Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) How does she pronounce it versus how should it be pronounced? She pronounces it like the name John instead of Jean. It's a J A W N. It's got it's you got to kind of drag it out and uh, it's you kind of like slur it and mumble it. I'm trying to be clear on a podcast, so I can't really <laughs> say it. <laughs> but uh, just look up any video from Dirtbag Teens of Philly, and um, you'll hear it. And it just basically is any noun. That's what a genre is. <laughs> but uh, she yeah attaches some uh, like taser thingy to Thor's neck that electrocutes him. How ironic! The God of Thunder brought down by electricity. Uh, Why don't they just make all the guns out of this taser thing? I don't know. Why don't they make all the spaceships out of the black box stuff they store the tapes in? I don't know. I don't know. Um, These are some good questions. Let's talk to some space engineers. This is a really strange part of this movie, that the God of Thunder in his Super Saiyan mode is brought down by this little tiny baby shock. And they don't even, like... I could buy that if the idea was it was setting up for a payoff where he, like, mastered his lightning powers to, like, you know, shock it off of him or something. See, the thing is, 
Uh, I kept waiting for it. Um, this is comics again. Um, in Planet Hulk, the reason Hulk is able to be restrained is like there's like some sort of weakening field or something when you land on Sakaar. So that's how they capture him and keep him for long enough until he breaks free. And I thought that's what was going to happen. But no, it's just fine. Whatever. No, everyone just has a little taser thingy. Yep. You know what Valkyrie should have done is brought that over to Asgard and popped it on Hela. Should have. Should have. Maybe she'd need like two or three, but... Right. Like, she's stronger than Thor, but not that much stronger. Yeah. But you get three just in case. Yeah. Now, Hela does, however, kill the entire army of Asgard and Hogan, the last of the Warriors three. Yeah. She gives up, she, she gets up on, like, a stage and gives her, like, big villain speech about how she's the rightful heir to Asgard now that Odin's dead. And, you know, she's going to help them restore their glory and, like, reconquer the cosmos. You know, you're not going to stop at nine realms. We're going to conquer all the dang realms. And uh, then, like, they don't listen to her and she gets all huffy about it in a way that, like, okay. We're, we're doing comedy still, right? Okay. Yeah, it was just, did you not listen to my speech? Because Hogan was just like, I don't care who you are. I don't know who you are. It was, just, it, it, right. it, was it was forced. Yes. The problem with it being juxtaposed with Sakaar, where the actual comedy is natural because it's fish out of water again, where Thor works the best, it's why the first one worked somehow, because it was all fish out of water shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then when you go back to, here's high fantasy, only everyone's not taking it seriously. Right, but it's like, why aren't they taking it seriously? This is their life, this is their world. See, Asgard is the place, it's a people, remember? <laughs> right. <laughs> And they're all it's dead. The most boring place and the most boring people. <laughs> the point of all that is to show that Odin has erased the history. No one remembers who Hela even is. Right. Even though, like, if we do a little math here, the convergence was 5,000 years ago. Okay. And the fight against Laufey was a thousand years ago. So Hela's conquest was between 5,000 and 1,000 years ago. And these guys live like 5,000 years. So like within one lifetime, all of that happened and was erased. Sure. Why not? <laughs> He's pretty good at that. Maybe, maybe uh, Frigga helped with her illusion magic. There you go. Yeah. I mean, Loki has memory spells. Why can't uh, that be weaponized? That's true. They did introduce in this movie that he can just look into people's memories sure let's just give him more powers that was a it was a bizarre one I was like, okay i guess this is happening yeah what a, we'll get to it <laughs> oh we see they put in those puzzle pieces so that we the super fans can figure it out like oh frigga used her memory powers to erase hella <laughs> right what they want is for you to watch uh, a film theory video on youtube <laughs> to really understand the complex and nuanced lore they're laying down ah uh, yes indeed <laughs> my four hour long thor lore video <laughs> <laughs> explaining what these movies are really about. Uh, the real meaning of Iron Man. Uh, <laughs> Weapons are bad unless a good guy uses them. Yeah. Yeah. Also Burger King. Anyway, do you like Willy Wonka? Yeah, I like that scene in Willy Wonka. It's a classic. Uh, well, good, because they're gonna strap Thor to a chair and play a Willy Wonka song while they give him exposition about uh, Sakaar. Yeah, the the Sakaar travel video was a, it was a nice touch. Went on far too long. Yes. 
Especially when Jeff Goldblum's at the end, and he's just gonna up- upstage everything you just did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Fun to watch. Yeah. He's a funny guy. He's a, yeah. He's a weird guy. I honestly want to know how much shtick is written in that script, and how much it's just him purposely interpreting things. His interactions with his uh, number two, Topaz, are pretty good. That actress is in every one of Taika Waititi's video- movies, and um, she's always the best part. But yeah, uh, he's just doing his shtick. Uh, he's very excited. That the scrapper has brought him a cool buff boy. Sure is. Yeah, but yeah, Topaz, she don't like the scrapper, so, you know, that's... There's some static there. They never explain why, she just doesn't like her. <laughs> that's that's good character building. Yeah, sometimes people just clash. It's fine, everything's fine. But, uh, yeah, Thor, like, rips the, like, like cuffs off of the chair, but then they, they get, like, sucked back onto the chair. Yeah, they just, it's just uh, an extended scene of everyone laughing at Thor's impotence, and it's, it's really funny. Yeah, no, th- this whole bit's good. There's no respect for the God of Thunder or the King of Asgard on Sakaar. No respect at all. Uh, Rappin' Ragnarok? I can't do a Rappin' Rodney reference. I tried, though. That's all that matters. That is all that matters. <laughs> so Thor gets sent to Gladiator Prison and meets the funniest guy in the movie. It's Korg. Good old Korg. Good, yeah. Kor- Korg's here. How do we feel about Korg? I like Korg. I don't understand his entire reason for being in this movie. <laughs> Other than the fact that there was a Korg in Planet Hulk. Like, you don't need any of him. I I think Korg is funny. I also don't really get why he's here. He, uh, he leads the revolution. Uh, why couldn't Thor do that? He, he, uh, he pilots the ship back to Asgard when all hope seems lost. I mean, you said he goes from hero to king. Leading a revolution is a step to being a king, I'm just saying. That is true. Yeah, Korg's whole thing is that he's just very blasé about everything and very calmly explaining awful things. You know, it's a funny bit. I, I, I very much like his joke, I'm made of rocks, but you don't have to be afraid unless you're made of scissors. It's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I liked the joke of whether or not Meek was dead the entire time. That was a, a solid bit. I like the joke of uh, Thor, like, tries to run off down the hall and then, like, you know, runs back. He's like, oh, yeah, no, this room's a circle, but not like a normal circle. It's like a freaky circle. (laughs) Ah, yes. Again, funny jokes, just, I don't know. This movie's long, and maybe it could be shorter. And it's one of the shorter ones, too, which is frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) These movies should be, like, 90 minutes tops. You could either cut 20 minutes or add 20 minutes. Please don't add 20 minutes. Please don't add 20 minutes. Oh, you know, I like my long movies. No, no. If you're going to do that, make it a miniseries and make it two days. Well, yes, all of these movies should be miniseries, but I'm saying 20 minutes of, like, characterizing the people of Asgard, etc. Sure, yeah. Okay. Uh, speaking of Asgard, we're back there. Hela smashes one painting of, like, Thor and Loki and stuff to reveal a different painting underneath of it, uh, which is her and Odin, like, conquering everything. Which, okay, the thing I've always heard about this movie, other than, like, it's a lot of fun and it's a good time, is, like, oh, this movie's all about, like, imperialism and, like, the the whitewashed colonial history of Asgard and, like... Yep. I guess that's in here technically, but it's not really a theme the movie's engaging with all that much. No. Right. We were just so impressed that a movie had a theme. Like, based on what I had heard about this, I assumed it was gonna be about, like, Thor meeting the original people that lived on Asgard that were, like, ec- like kicked out of it by his by, by Odin or whatever, and he was going to help them retake it or something. Yeah, I mean, it's it's there, but it's in the boring plot that's undercut by jokes in the plot you care about with all the characters you care about. You have a new character explaining this to people, 
and then she's wrong, and then she dies. Right, and it's like, she, yeah, she's talking about, like, let's go conquer stuff, conquering stuff rules, but Thor never even really engages with her on that subject. He's just kind of like, no, you're me, and I'm gonna hit you. Broke my hammer. Yeah. <laughs> Broke my hammer. Yeah, Thor doesn't uh, act, actually have to wrestle with that at all. No. No, and neither does the movie. This, is, this has become, like, a recurring theme in kids' movies now. Like, Trolls 2 is this, and Frozen 2 is this. I guess Frozen 2 is that kind of, huh? Yeah. Frozen 2 is a weird fucking movie. I still haven't seen it. I mean, it makes sense for Thor 3 because the director is literally an indigenous person who has been persecuted. I'm like, I guess it makes sense for you to throw those themes in there. I would love it if that if this movie was about those themes. That sounds like a good movie. Yeah, you probably could have done more, but I guess Disney wouldn't let that happen. Yeah, I, I would believe that an earlier draft of this script had a lot of that in here, and this was what was left over by the time Disney was done with it. I, I want to see some first drafts one day of the MCU, but that's not happening for years. That would be really interesting, you're right. But Hela's big thing, like, she goes down into the vault, and he's like, oh, this is where all the cool treasures are, and she does some quick uh, plot fix-up by calling the Infinity Gauntlet down here fake. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, Yes. Why? Why did? Why wasn't this just the real Infinity Gauntlet? They could have done that. Yeah, there, there was a point where they're hinting like, oh, you know, this one is left-handed, and the other one we showed is right-handed, so maybe there's two. See, I haven't seen the Thanos movies, so I thought I just assumed at some point in one of them he just crashed up Asgard uh, or what was left of it and stole the gauntlet. Doesn't Infinity War start with him attacking the ship they take off? Yeah, that's the post-credits of this movie. Yeah. Why didn't they just have them take the Infinity Gauntlet with them, like, oh, pack up the treasures, let's go, and then he just steals it from them? Because he already had Infinity Gauntlet in the post-credits of Avengers 2 Age of Ultron. Okay, why did he... Why? (laughs) Yeah, good question. They already showed it here. This isn't... That part of this isn't that hard. I forgot about Age of Ultron because... It's easy to forget. What are you talking... How did you forget about Age of Ultron? Uh... Wasn't your life changed forever when you saw it? Uh... They killed the only interesting character, so I was done. (laughs) Yeah, I hope they bring him back for that Wanda show. I really hope that they uh, bring in the actor who played Quicksilver in uh, the X-Men movies and just never explain why it's a different guy they're kind of doing that for spider-man 3 it seems yeah apparently they're bringing in toby Maguire and andrew garfield for spider-man 3 yeah i saw that rumor i hope it's true um i hope they go even further out and just get malkovich vulture for a scene like all the things that couldn't have happened oh that would be good it does feel kind of like they saw that everyone liked spider-verse they're like oh fuck shit we gotta do that I mean, Sony owns both. They literally didn't have to worry about that. Yeah, but Disney's not getting any of that. Well, I guess they're getting... I don't know how that fucking works. I thought the deal ends after this movie and they have to renegotiate, so it might be Sony kind of flexing and like saying, hey, we have our Spider-Man that we could do without you. Right. Yeah, if you want your plot to accomplish the objective of we need to be able to make more movies with this guy, but not a Marvel thing, make it a multiverse thing, and then he's in a new universe. I still think they should have waited and had Into the Spider-Verse 2 have Tom Holland just green-screened into the animated <laughs> world as one of the Spider-Men. That'd be great. That would have been great. I'm still wondering um, what the hell uh, Michael Keaton was the guy who played Vulture. I don't know why I forgot that. Is doing in his one cami- one second cameo in Venom 2. Um, because yeah. I just want to see Tom Hardy Venom messing with the most boring normal people in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great if he was just like he's walking to Carnage's cell and Michael Keaton is just there for a frame. <laughs> <laughs>
I guarantee you that's his only scene in there, and they just throw it in the trailer because trailer editors have a terrible job and they want to have fun somehow. You know, this has been a rough year for everybody. It's easy to get depressed, but when I'm having a hard time, I just remember that they're making Venom 2. <laughs> I am so happy Venom 2 is happening. Now that's a fucking movie. God, yes. Ah, it's the best superhero movie of the past... 12 years now. I'd have to think about it, but I might not disagree with you. So yeah, Hela takes the first flame and she awakens all the hollows, all the conquering armies of Asgard that were buried beneath the castle are now awake, including a big wolf. Yeah, I forget the wolf's name. It's probably Fenrir. Cool. There's a big dog now. (laughs) Again, like, it would be neat if this movie was more about the idea that, like, oh yeah, this empire is literally built on top of, like, all of these bloody murders that we did to make it. But really, this is just here so they have a bunch of CGI monsters to fight later. Yeah, and, like, you could do something with, oh, Thor is literally fighting, like, the old conquering armies of Asgard, but they don't really get into that. Yeah, like, make it about, like, oh, Thor realizing, like, all of his, like, luxury and even, like, his powers are because, like... His dad murdered a ton of people. You have the link with how well Hulk's being treated, too. Like, it's there. Pieces are there. <laughs> it's there. Yeah. Again, yeah. Like we were saying, I'll bet an earlier draft of the script made way more sense thematically. They they introduced the idea in this movie that Hela and also Thor and I guess all the other gods draw their power from Asgard itself. Yeah. Which suggests the idea that like, oh, Odin conquered this specific spot because it gave him power or something like that. Well, I don't even know. I, I'm not even sure if they're trying to say that he conquered Asgard. I got the impression this is where they're from and they conquered all the other realms. It's hard to say because Asgard doesn't look like a natural thing. It looks like something that was built. Yeah, it is hard to say because they don't explain it well enough. Yeah. Oh, the Asgard, it just... They, they don't explain where they came from. They don't explain, like, their, the relationships they have normally with the other realms, except for when they want to go punch someone who lives in the next town over. Everyone's their Shelbyville, apparently. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess the thing would be, like, oh, when Odin conquered all these realms, he disbanded their armies, and now Asgard's the only one with an army. Right. Everyone has an army! Like... <laughs> He's there. <laughs> yeah, like the first movie opens with them fighting the ice giant army. The, the the elves, they just show up with an army. I didn't even know they had an army. Well, they're from like before the beginning of the universe or some bullshit, aren't they? They're not from a realm. Right, the, the Jotuns have an army, but they had to like build that up after being conquered and they had to conquer Earth to get more resources because the realm was all fucked up. Okay. I feel like we've already spent more time trying to work out the logistics of this than any of the writers did. Sure did. Anyway, Thor respects women. Yeah. He's a feminist. He sure is. <laughs> Sometimes he likes women a little too much, but not in a creepy way. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, I always wanted to be a Valkyrie when I grew up till I found out you were all women. Ah, uh, that only Chris Hemsworth could get away with that line. <laughs> But I get, like, this feels like dialogue from fucking uh, Star-Lord just put into Thor's mouth. It really does. Star-Lord does not respect women. No, but he'll pretend to respect a woman to get out of prison. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she just electrocutes him a bunch, and then he gets taken to have Stanley cut his hair. Sure does. Hair, his new haircut's good. It's better. He's got, like, a lightning bolt shaved into his head. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, because he's the god of thunder. Right. Or the lord of thunder in this. Yeah, they do, uh, he, he's very sad about the idea of his hair getting cut, though. He sure is. Just like, no! Okay. Okay. He's got, he's got to fight the, the Grandmaster's champion. He's the best warrior in the whole universe. Oh, yeah, and Loki's also here. Did we ever say that? He's hanging out. Yeah, Loki got here a few weeks ago, and he's Grandmaster's friend. He's immediately beca- befriended the old, the Grandmaster's is an old club DJ, let's just be honest here. 
<laughs> He's the guy who sold you ecstasy at your first, uh, uh, I guess, rave, but not really rave because those weren't legal at the time. So someone rented out an old barn. You know, there was a turntable there and some middle-aged guy showed up. Oh, do not take any drugs at the Grandmaster get Celsius. <laughs> do not. No, you should not. God, no. <laughs> I never said it's a good idea to buy it from him, but you've done it. <laughs> listen, he will try to convince you that Melt Stick is a good thing to take. You shouldn't listen. Nope, nope. Just say no, kids. But yeah, he's introducing, you know, the big, like, Coliseum fight. This part's fun. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, Thor comes out, we see his cool new haircut, and then we find out that the champion is the Incredible Hulk. Sure is. I guess he flew that airplane all the way to another planet? Well, no, because he, he fell in a wormhole, and all the wormholes lead here. That's how wormholes work. They all lead to junk planet. It, it feels very, like, listen, we gotta get Hulk over here. I don't know, he crashed and ended up here. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it... It's, uh, again, if this wasn't in the trailer, it would have been a lot neater. Because I, I am not a comics guy, but isn't Planet Hulk, like, the sequel to the thing where everyone fights Hulk and they throw him into space? No, well, they, uh, he destroys uh, Las Vegas, so they throw him into space, and then the sequel to that is when he comes back, and he, like, calls out the four people who, like, did it to him and dis- will destroy New York if they don't show up. Right, okay, and that's World War Hulk, right? That's World War Hulk, okay. yeah. Good name, good title. It's a really good story, because, uh, it's just, like, at this point in time, like, there's a little cabal of, like, the best characters of the Marvel Universe are making all the decisions behind the scenes, and then Hulk just, like, no, fuck you, you don't get to send me to space. Is that the one I maybe have seen, like, a few pages for it, where, like, Black Panther shows up and says, hey, fuck all of you people, yeah, stop this. the Illuminati, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, he's part of it, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, in this version, Hulk's just here. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Uh, they tried to give Thor, like, a version of his, like, winged helmet. Looks alright. Yeah, I mean... It's a little bit for the fans. It is. It suits, like, the look of this movie, even though it wouldn't work in, like, a normal Thor movie. And in this scene, like, everything's super showy and all that stuff. Like, the big stadium scene, is, I love it. it. It reminds me of, uh, when I play a Pokemon Sword and Shield, like, the big stadium fights. It's the same basic feel. Yeah. Big music. Yes. Big energy. It's just fun. I'm looking more in, like, the background while we're going through this. I like the lady standing behind Loki that has just, like, no face. Like, she just has, like, a white porcelain head with a red flower painted on her head yeah there's a good luck there's a lot of great uh background characters like there's just one dude who has three heads and he never has any lines he's just in the background of a lot of shots and i always just want to know his whole story yeah yeah yeah. but uh thor is very excited that the champion is hulk because that means he won't have to fight him because they're buds and then hulk beats the shit out of him sure does uh fight's okay yeah it's CGI bouncing off each other. It is, but it's the best of that we've gotten so far in this movie. Oh, yeah. And Loki's just exuberance when uh, Thor gets his ass kicked makes it worth it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at one point, Thor gets a good hit in on Hulk, and uh, while Hulk is dazed, he starts pretending to be Black Widow. Oh, yeah, what the fuck with that shot? What is happening? Yeah, I... What? I don't know why anyone thought that would work. Because Hulk doesn't want to bang Thor? Like, that's kind of the implication of why that works. Well, no, it's a reference to the very good film Avengers 2 when she uses that to, like, calm him down. Oh, right, I understand that. (laughs) But do you think that only worked because the Hulk wanted to bang Black Widow? Yes. I think we talked about that on the Avengers 2 episode, Crystal, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. That's true. That's also the movie where Bruce Banner has a comedy anime fall down into Black Widow's boob scene. Yeah, I forgot about that. Just He just lands right in her, her cleavage. Right. Fucking Shinji Akari over here. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, 
Uh, anyway, uh, Thor goes Super Saiyan, and he almost wins, but then he loses because of the little shock thing. Yeah. Yeah, the Grandmaster cheats, which is a dirty, dirty trick. Right, right. I think it's because of the merchandising, right? because there's so much Hulk merch in the stands, and I love it. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, all the Hulk, like, signs and, like, big papier-mâché masks and stuff, they're great. Yep. Yeah, the Hulk parade's really good. Um, but yeah, I don't know, I like this fight. Back on Asgard, Heimdall steals the sword. Anyway, back to Sakaar. <laughs> Heimdall, <laughs> now appearing in this movie. We get, you know, uh, the next scene in Scourge's, like, very lightly outlined but technically complete character arc. There's some conflict in Scourge's life now. Yeah, he just wants to be recognized. Yeah. I, it felt like the channel changed to a different movie when it cut to the Heimdall scene. It sure did. (laughs) Or there's like running through a forest in like burlap cloaks. I was like, oh, it's CW's The 100 now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Heimdall's uh, saving, saving the people who don't want to submit to Hela. He's leading the resistance. By that, he's just hiding people in a cave. That's that's the resistance. That's the resistance. Yeah, because all the soldiers died, so now it's just the four people on Asgard? It'd be nice to know anything about them. Oh. Yeah, because Scourge mentions before, like, oh, Heimdall could have been rich. It's like, wait, there's... There, there, there's concepts of, like, rich people and poor people in Asgard? People live in a golden palace surrounded by, like, ancient fir trees. What do you mean, rich? I, I don't get that. <laughs> and also, if the whole point is uh, Asgard is built on the bones of evil colonizers, why is there just, why is why is every Asgardian you meet besides Hela a good person? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it makes no sense. Nope. Yeah, they're just kind of uh, vaguely benign. Sometimes they're a little scared when Hell is threatening them. Sometimes they're surprised when Loki reveals himself, but don't really have a lot of strong thoughts or reactions on anything. Like, wouldn't it make more sense if they were into Hela and they all, like, were totally on board to become, like, new conquerors and Thor had to show up and, like, teach them, like, a better way? That would have been a better movie. Like, shouldn't it just be a Thor version of that, like, fucking Captain America comic where they have, like, the KKK Captain America? Yeah. Yes. It should have been a good movie. You're right, Luke. (laughs) They should have just made it better. Yeah. If I were making a Marvel movie, I would simply do a good job. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised no one's thought about this. I'm, I'm calling Kevin Feige with two phones. Uh, but Thor is now, you know, he didn't win, but I guess he's co-champion or something. He's in Hulk's bedroom, and Hulk's got a cool jacuzzi that he's just hanging out in. Yep. Yeah, I think Hulk just kept him alive because he wants to be friends. Yeah. He wants his friend back. But he's going to be very Sundari about it. Yes. And then Hulk talks, and my interest in the movie ends at that point. <laughs> Tell me about the Hulk, AJ. Uh, I do not like the way he's portrayed at all in this movie. Um... I wouldn't say offensive, but they're just playing up, like, the simplistic nature of it. It's, it's, it doesn't work at all, um, at all. He's just, like, this petty child, but, um, they're playing it for laughs, and he's kind of a dick about it, and... Right. It's the affect of his voice, it just sounds like it's a, an offensive impression, even though it probably isn't. It just, it hits that part where I'm like... I don't know if this is cool. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. I found it very jarring when he first started talking. Once I got over the initial, like, oh, what? I, I'm i okay with it, but I definitely see where you're coming from. Thor is very mean to the Hulk 
I guess because he's mad that he lost the fight. Yeah. Well, I think he's also mad that Thor, that uh, Hulk fought instead of just being like, oh, yeah, we're buds. Never mind. He's a professional. He's got to put on a show yeah. for the people. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why he's here. But like he, he there's like 10 lines where he calls him a, a stupid, dumbass idiot moron. It's like, yeah. geez, <laughs> Thor, calm, calm down. Like he, first he tries to be buddy buddy with him. And then he, like he, the second Hulk won't help him, he turns on him. Right. Like I thought Thor was supposed to have been a better person by the end of Thor 1. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but like the secret of the MCU is that none of these are good people. They're just assholes, but they beat the bad guy, so that means they're good. Yes. <laughs> That's true. It is how superheroes work. It's very true. Uh, but yeah, he, Thor is trapped here. He can't leave, even though Hulk can. Uh, so instead, uh, Thor can apparently share his eyeballs with Heimdall. Yeah, Heimdall can see everything in the universe. Right, but then he can also, like, share that with Thor? Sure. Yeah, why not? It's magic. Why not? Sure. It's fine. It's magic. They're magic guys. They're gods. Of the complaints I have, that's low on the list, but, you know. It gives Heimdall something to do, and really, it's it's good for him. Granted. Yeah, Heimdall tells Thor, uh, go through the big portal to get back to Asgard. Yeah. And then his worth in the film is over. This might have been a good scene to show uh, Asgard as a people. Yeah. Instead of just a crowd running in the direction Heimdall points. Well, I mean, sure. Or, or, <laughs> you could not do that and give Thor some more jokes. Oh, yeah, you know what? You got me there. Just, just saying. There's two reasons to do everything. Yeah. Uh, Thor is trying to rip the, like, taser thingy off his neck, and it won't come off, and, like, I get it, buddy, but just, like, get a knife and jam it under there. Yes, it's gonna hurt, but, like, come on. You fought in wars. Why are you, why is this where you're gonna be precious? <laughs> Right? Well, you know, it's probably so deep in there that he'd have to cut too deep. Okay. Give me one line of dialogue to establish that, then. Like, if you're gonna tell me that it's the fucking, you know, devil's wedding ring from JoJo, like, show me that. It's it's in, it's his nervous system now. His brain's in it. Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, him and Thor have another slap fight. They're just throwing things at each other. Like you are saying, Thor's, uh, Hulk's characterization is just very, uh, he's like a petulant little kid. Yeah, he's very sensitive to the, the idea that Earth hates him, which is accurate. They sure do. Unlike here, everybody loves him. Yeah. He's having a great time. Yeah. He's best friends with Valkyrie. Yeah. His whole character after Incredible Hulk has always been weird to me. Like, because they, they had no desire to ever put him in, like, a solo movie again. Yeah. So he just fits whatever they need for the plot, and they just assume he's a big green monster. Of course people hate him. I, I think he, well, I mean, in Avengers 2, he, like, destroys a whole city, and that's, like, the last thing that happened. So it makes sense that he would think everyone hates him. Yeah. But also, you're right that there's just, like, not enough here. Yeah, but they don't hate all the other Avengers. They just hate Hulk. <laughs> right. It, it's weird because they he keeps changing in every movie. Like, this Hulk doesn't really stick around. No. And, like, I like Avengers 1 banner, but he doesn't really stick around either. Right, because he's too busy. God, the, the banner Black Widow stuff in Avengers 2 is so fucking bad. It's really <laughs> bad. I mean, you could, you could yeah. track, like, Ed Norton to Mark Ruffalo, like, kind of like, okay, he's been living alone for a while, so, yeah. so he got a little weird. And then um, they try to recreate that. They try to recreate a lot of Incredible Hulk banner in this movie, which I applaud. It does not work. <laughs> Yeah. But we'll get there. <laughs> well, it's just, I, it's hard also to not keep in mind that, like, the reason he's like this now is because he's really sad about Black Widow, but not even, like, 
She didn't even, like, dump him. He just feels weird about having a relationship, and he's too mopey, so he gets on an airplane and flies into space. He's a fucking Ted Mosby about it, is what he is. It's, yeah. Makes no sense. No, it doesn't. Uh, but, you know what? Valkyrie's back, and she chugs a whole jar of something, and that's okay. Space whiskey. Yeah. She's like, ah, you got until I finish drinking this to talk, and I'll listen, and then she just chugs it very fast. Yeah, Thor, Thor tries to convince her to help him fight Hela, and she's like, I don't give a shit about Asgard. I don't care if it's destroyed. I don't like the king or the throne. And Thor's like, I don't like the throne either, but we gotta stop Hela. Because reasons. They kind of, they kind of really zoom past this aspect of Thor's character. Right. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I also don't care about, yeah, the throne. I just care about saving the people, which I've heard Asgard is. Yeah, all those very, very <laughs> interesting people. Little does he know, the only ones with names are dead now. <laughs> It's just like, ugh. I said it before, like, they used to understand this idea that you have to also have, it's not even that they used to, even, like you said, Spider-Man does this, you have to characterize the people if you're going to make it about saving people. Yeah, you don't even have to do a lot of work. Give them a character trait. That's all you got to do. Right. Okay, give me the one scene from Winter Soldier where the guy's like, I'm sorry, I can't do that, Captain's orders. That's all I need. That does it. Yeah, you have a do a flip guy. Yeah, but yeah, he, this whole thing was kind of like a ruse so he could steal the remote and get the thingy off his neck from Valkyrie. And then he uh, throws a ball at the window and like it bonks him on the head because jokes. And then he jumps out the window for real. Yeah, yeah. And then Hulk follows because Hulk wants friend. Right, he's been yelling at him to leave this whole time, but really he doesn't want him to leave. Because he's a petulant child. Right, yeah, he's in Derek. Thor goes to the Quinjet and we get, uh, you know, a repeat of the very funny joke from Avengers 1 where Tony calls him Point Break. <laughs> ah. ah, that fucking whipped. That's a, that's a deep cut. <laughs> it was really fucking funny. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, then, yeah, Hulk ruins the ship immediately, so it's not like... The whole time Thor's like, no, don't, stop! But, like, it's too late, dummy. Ah, uh, no. But he turns on the video of Black Widow from Avengers 2. Sure does. Hulk gets so deep in his feelings that he detransforms. Ah, uh, he's sad now. I'm trying to remember. what. Why does he leave in Avengers 2? He's just sad, right? He's like, no, we can't be together because I'm a Hulkman. I honestly don't remember the reason for it. Um. Well, so in that movie, broadly, he felt weird about, like, being used as a weapon for the Avengers. He didn't really want to continue doing that. And then also he had that relationship stuff with Black Widow. Okay. Who is also being used as a weapon in a better movie. They could have done something with that. Yeah. Yeah, like, the last scene I remember is her being like, yeah, no, I'm a monster too because I can't have babies. That's a, that's a direct lift. And then, uh, and then he just gets in a plane and flies away. I think that's what happens. Yeah, I mean, you can't have babies and uh, why am I with you? Bye. Maybe he was just, yeah, either that or he was just so offended that he, that she compared the fact that he's a radioactive monster to the fact that she can't have kids. So the thing that happened was uh, Banner went to go break Black Widow out of prison. And then she was like, hey, I'm really glad to see you, but I don't really need you right now. I need the Hulk. So then she pushes him down like a well and the Hulk jumps back out. Right. And then the Hulk does some fighting, but then he feels weird about all that. So he leaves. Yeah. Okay. She was using him for his body. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now uh, Mark Ruffalo's here. Hooray. He does show up to work. Yeah, he does. I, I got nothing wrong with Mark Ruffalo in this movie. Yeah, he, uh, he is Maximum Ruffalo. <laughs> He's out there roughing it. He's he's fine in this movie, I think. He's he's a bit different, but that's because he's very disoriented. But then this kind of just becomes his character. Yeah, he, that is true. He like doesn't have time to be sad about any stuff from the past because he's too confused. That's a good way of doing it. 
like he's in like two more movies after this, and isn't Avengers Four also a time skip again? Yes. Wow, that dude never gets to get his bearings. <laughs> no. And he's like Professor Hulk at that point, and that means nothing to you, but it just means Hulk can talk like Mark Ruffalo now. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, he gets dressed. He's naked, so he gets dressed up in some of Tony Stark's clothes that just happen to be on the ship. As Tony Stark is wont to do, I guess. Sure. Uh, but now, like, the, the Grandmasters found out that Hulk is missing, so everyone's out looking for him. Loki and Scrapper142 are both like, ah, we'll find him. I'll find him faster. No, me! Yeah. Meh. Uh, this is the part of the movie where I started to, like, get bored, so... Yeah, this is, this is where I... Like once Hulk talks, like I don't really like this, and then it's like, oh, here's some boring stuff now. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, usually Marvel movies uh, fall apart at the hour mark. This one took until about an hour fifteen. So you know what? Good job. Good job. Loki catches Valkyrie's Valkyrie tattoo, and then probes her memories to see when she fought against Hela, and all the other Valkyries died except for her. But her girlfriend saved her. Yeah. We finally get Marvel's uh, third first LGBT rep. Oh, and it's not a Russo this time, so... <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they consider this that, huh? Yeah. Yeah, they, they consider this uh, much, much hyped, much awaited LGBT rep. This character with no lines and about, <laughs> I don't know, 20 frames of screen time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I can't wait till you cool. see the, the next scene, the next time this happens. I mean, it's it's the fucking, my husband died in the snap, whatever, right? I think there's one between this and that. Okay. I think, but yeah. I don't know. They keep having these. Well, they gotta get the clickbait headlights somehow. Banner's freaking out because he was completely unconscious for two years, and he explains that he thinks if he hulks out again, he'll never change back, and he's on a strange alien planet where everything might make him hulk out. Understandable things to be worried about. Sounds like good stakes for a thing, other than... And, like, we're over an hour in, and we're not going to live in that zone of it for more than, like, ten minutes. Yeah, it, see, they front-loaded the Hulk jokes, and it's to the detriment of, uh, Banner is not meant to survive on this planet. <laughs> right. Like, you, there should be a fun sequence of him just, like, running into stuff that he has to, like, get away from because it's hulking him out. Yeah. Exactly. Like, he can't get through a doorway because he keeps turning into the Hulk. Right. A very, very dramatic scene of not being able to open a door in this Marvel movie. <laughs> uh, Thor continues to be a pretty bad friend to Banner. Sure is. Yeah. By uh, not not really caring about anything he's saying and just trying to use him use him for his body to get to the Hulk. Right. He's like, yeah, listen, that's great and all. I, I love you. I'm so glad you're back. But uh do need you to Hulk out again. Why does Banner hang out with these people? At some point, it's on him to stop talking to these people. <laughs> I mean, he didn't want to right this is true he was off being like a doctor in india or something yeah he, he had a he had a good life but they just wouldn't leave him alone he was friends with tony yeah they they, they liked each other they were nice to each other i don't know if he liked tony so much as he appreciated someone he could nerd out with but like i feel like they did not they were not compatible on like a social level he liked tony before tony lost all character nuance yeah. I, this is something I really felt in Avengers 4, where we'll get to eventually. They're like, oh, you know, the, the Avengers is a family. The, they, I didn't have a family before, but now I do. But it's like, all of you fucking hate each other. <laughs> Every fucking ensemble movie just wants to play that card of, like, found family, and they never earn it. Yeah, like, only Fast and the Furious did it. That's because it's literally the tagline. <laughs> literally the tagline, and they also took, like, four movies before they really started hammering on that. Exactly. Whereas, like, Suicide Squad, halfway through that, we're like, I've already lost one family, I'm not losing this one. What are you talking about? <laughs> Suicide Squad, the movie that was put together in a blender. <laughs> 
I don't feel like it'd be that hard to pull off. They just have to like right. show that they like each other a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You can't be quippy if you are nice. Yeah, you can. Uh, not in a Marvel movie, you can't. <laughs> yeah, not in a Marvel movie, you can't. Anyway, the Hulk parade is really good. They should put this in Disney World. I'm surprised they ha- didn't at least try it out. They like end up meeting up with uh, the Valkyrie, and she's captured Loki, put him in chains. I like the bit of Thor always throws things at Loki to see whether or not he's real, and this time he just clonks him on the head. Yeah, it's it's one of the more subtle running gags that I just loved. I like uh, Banner and Valkyrie's interactions where they feel like they know each other, but they don't know where from. I also like that from Banner's perspective, you know, he's voided out for two years. He was just satting out about Black Widow, and now he's immediately horny for Valkyrie. Sure is. She's so beautiful and strong and courageous. <laughs> Look, uh, when you're the Hulk, uh, you take it where you can get it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you, here, here's a great example of showing how people uh, like each other, and also it's funny. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they're just kind of like, I feel like I know you. I feel like I know you too. Yep. Yeah, it, it's funny other than, yeah, it just feels like a weird pivot for him to immediately be horny for her. This is true, but uh, she is Tessa Thompson. I, I, listen, I get it on that level, but he was so sad about Black Widow that he went into a fugue for two years. Yeah, then he woke up and he's over her. That's, that's how breakups work. Yeah, all right, sure. It's the Odin <laughs> sleep of heartbreak. <laughs> The the big portal they got to go through is called the Devil's Anus. Yeah, it's a very funny joke. It's it's a hilarious goof. <laughs> Sometimes it just feels like they just they. Have you ever been in a, with someone where if it's quiet for more than two minutes they have to make noise? That's how the jokes are in this movie. <laughs> a little bit, yes. Like, you are not allowed to take this seriously. If you do, you've done something wrong. Yeah, they need to uh, break into the Grandmaster's hangar to steal a ship. So to do that, they're going to start a revolution. Uh, Scrapper, like, undoes all of the shockers on all of the prisoners and hands out guns so that uh, what's-his-face rock guy can start his revolution. Good old Cork. Cork. I guess we never talked about that. Yeah, he wants to start a revolution. That's his thing. Yep. Uh, he he was giving out pamphlets, and um, something went wrong with the pamphlets, and he made a joke about being defeated by paper to complete the rock paper scissors jokes in the movie right yeah which again like uh we were kind of beating a dead horse at this point but if he had been not just a joke character and was an actual like peasant revolutionary and had a conversation with thor about that that might be interesting yeah if that's how thor came to have like a different opinion about royalty and stuff it's like these two plots should have meshed into more and grown but instead it's like there's signs everywhere that maybe this was a more coherent movie at one point I don't know what you're talking about. It was always like this. Uh, but yeah, Loki and Thor break in. They're shooting lasers everywhere while they're having like a brother combo. Yeah, they have a little conversation about the relationship and they decide, well, you know, this has been nice, but we should probably never see each other again. Yeah. Yeah, you know, maybe it'll be healthier for our relationship if we just say goodbye. Like, this is the only big character moment for both of them in this. And it's natural. It should have happened. It's great. Nothing in the past 90 minutes led up to it. Well, you also, I feel like the idea is it's supposed to be an echo of the, the Hulk thing, because as soon as Thor is saying, like, yeah, maybe we should never talk again, like, Loki has a look on his face, like, oh, wait a second, maybe I don't want that. Shit, fuck, wait. But then he tries to double-cross him, because, ah, what are you gonna do? He's a rascal. Uh, He's a god of mischief. literally all he does how to do. Mm-hmm. Even Thor's bored of it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the big uh, dramatic build-up, is 
Thor finally sees through a trick. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no, you fooled me once, shame on me. Which, again, would work if he didn't literally do that in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> they did already do this beat, huh? Yeah, they sure did. Yeah, it do- it works in the moment, but it, yeah, you're right. It makes no sense with the way the movie starts. Uh, but yeah, he puts a shocker thing on Loki and then like tosses the remote on the other side of the room so he can eventually get to it. Yeah. If he can fight the spasms hard enough. <laughs> fucked up thing to do, but I mean, you know, Loki's done some fucked up things. Yeah, like that time he turned into a snake. I do like, I do like that story because there was like, oh yeah, one time he turned into a snake and I went over and picked it up because Loki knows I love snakes. Sure does. <laughs> that is a good joke. I, I'll give credit words due. Yeah, everything about that, it's like... In a vacuum, that would have been a perfect comedy scene, but it just, it's just out of nowhere. Yeah, right, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we get a big spaceship chase. Sure do. <sighs> yeah. Valkyrie jumps out of her spaceship and stabs the other spaceships with their sword. Yes, because that's what Valkyries do. At this point in any of these movies, this is basically an animated film. Yeah. So why is it so much more boring than every actual animated film I've ever seen? Like, they try to jazz it up by giving uh, the Grandmaster's ship just weird shit it does when you push buttons but uh right like here's some balloons and fireworks and, like because it's birthdays and again he's a club dj one because this is not a gunship it's an orgy ship for orgies which when he goes to hit the firework button my first thought was oh that's the butthole button i see what's happening this is for the orgies yeah <laughs> but i guess that's a little too body for disney just slightly just uh this is PG-13, remember? Yeah, but it's like a little dot surrounded by, like, lines drawing into it. Like, that's that's the universal sign for butthole right there. They did cut the scene where uh, the Grandmaster fucks some tentacles. Yeah, it's... There's no penetration, but he's definitely having a sexual interaction with some tentacles. It wasn't even in the script. It was just something Goldblum was doing. <laughs> Yeah, they shoot lasers at each other for a while. I don't know. Who cares? Yeah, it's it's a rough slog between here and then the bridge. I have not been in a theater to see one of these since the first Iron Man. Are these scenes more fun to watch with a crowd, maybe? Um, kind of in that there's like big sound and you're looking around the screen. When you can see everything in like at once, nah, it loses all its magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the theater experience is, like, nice for any movie, oh, sure. in my opinion. Yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just, like, these scenes feel so flat to me every time when I'm watching them. I'm like, maybe they're just not meant to be played on at home. Maybe that's the problem. I think it's also the, the knowledge in the back of your head that you could end this at any second. Yeah, that's also, yes. <laughs> I, Eventually <laughs> someone's going to hit a button and none of this is going to matter. It's it's a trouble with a lot of blockbusters at home. It's like, I could just stop this, right? Like, this doesn't have to keep happening. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, uh, Topaz gets killed. They go into the anus. I don't know. What do you want? Yeah, Hela, Hela is, is going to execute civilian unless they, they tell her where the sword is. And one shows up and tells her. So she goes to the cave, starts attacking people behind Dahl. Yep. He's taking them to the Bifrost. Yeah, because he's got that dang sword. Uh, meanwhile, all the like gladiators are trying to escape. They find Loki and like invite him to come along. He's their pal now, apparently. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go through the anus as well. But yeah, Thor and pals show up through the anus and they're going to, uh, I don't know what they're doing. They're trying, like, half of them have to go evacuate, uh, the Asgardians while, like, Thor goes to go fight Hela and distract her. At no point do you think Thor has a chance against Hela in this scene? That's the weird thing. It's like, at no point has Thor gotten stronger. I almost, that, that'd be okay with me, because if the idea was just like, yeah, no, I'm just red meat, I'm gonna go throw myself to Hela so everyone else can get away, you know? But that's not what the plan is, he's just like, I'm gonna beat up Hela now. 
Yeah, like when she starts winning and she's like starts monologuing, I thought the thing was like, yeah, idiot, you can even if you kill me, I'm beating you because you're not getting what you want, stupid. Yeah. But that's not the point of it. No. Nope. No, I thought that's that is what was happening because he like he was uh, slamming the staff against the ground to like call Hella to him. No, right. That yeah, that's how it starts. But I'm saying once like eventually he's like having his vision with his dad. And he's like, oh, I'm not strong enough to beat her, dad. I'm like, oh, I didn't I didn't know you were trying to beat her. I thought you were just <laughs> yeah. trying to. Okay. Oh, oh, you're you're trying to beat her. I, I, I thought. <laughs> I thought you were walking into this knowing that she was going to possibly kill you. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, you thought you could win this time. You stupid fucking idiot. Right. You know what he needs? He just needs a better hammer. That's in another movie. Oh, boy. Really? <laughs> yeah. That is, oh, I'm sorry I spoiled that for you, but that is his whole plot in one movie. Are you movie. fucking telling me that I just watched two hours about how he doesn't need a hammer? How the hammer was holding him back? And then he's just gonna go get a better hammer? Sure it did. Sure it did. <laughs> I hate these fucking movies so goddamn much. <laughs> it's, uh, for all the problems you have with this movie, oh my god, if any war is going to make you... I have said from the beginning that it would be funny to me if, after hating all of these, I was the Infinity War liker. And I don't think that's likely. No, it's... it's. I think it's pretty much impossible, just from what I've heard about it. I haven't even seen it yet. Yeah. <laughs> just needs a better hammer. Oh my god. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> anyway, Thor gets his ass kicked. Hela gives a little speech about, you know, uh, our father's solution to everything was just to cover it up. Where do you think all this gold came from? Right, so there's line number two about the imperialism theme. Yeah, yeah, this anti-imperialist movie. Right. Thor's like, doesn't matter, gonna fight you. <laughs> I don't care about all that. Yeah, hour 45, where we've gotten about 20 seconds of dialogue about the idea that this is an imperialist nation. And they're not gonna do anything to, like, redeem themselves or, like, decolonize Asgard. They're just gonna go run away to colonize a different place. <laughs> they just move somewhere else. They gentrify somewhere else. <laughs> They're gonna gentrify that field in Norway. <laughs> yep. But yeah, like Fenris is blocking the the Bifrost, and then the like undead army is blocking the other side of the Bifrost. So the refugees are trapped, and they gotta fight. But then Valkyrie's there, and she does cool fights, and like. It's a cool fight scene. It's all right. I don't like Led Zeppelin, but I think it's deployed more effectively here than it is at the beginning of the movie. I think um, once Thor goes full God of Thunder, they finally figure out how to do a CGI fight because it it's all wide shots. It's all pulled back and just lightning's killing everything around him. Because when you zoom in on this CGI, it looks terrible. Yeah. Uh, right. The scene where he goes Super Saiyan is he's getting like his head bashed in by Hela and uh, he's having flashes back to Odin in the field and he's like, ah, you fool, Asgard, th that's not Asgard. Asgard could be anywhere. It could be this dumb field. You're not the god of hammers. Right. You're the god of thunder. And again, like... Some okayly written lines here, but just I don't know, whatever. Uh, Hopkins is Hopkins's delivery is not not helping. No, it's no, not. it's really not. You can you can see him like eyeing the clock on the on the way uh, on the other side of the screen, right? <laughs> Have you ever talked about the, the thing he said in the first Thor movie, Crystal? Which part? Where he's like, when he when he showed up in costume and saw Chris Hemsworth in costume, he was like, oh, great, this movie's no acting required. <laughs> <laughs> God, I feel, I feel like he he's just not giving a shit in a lot of his roles these days. Because I watched a bit of Westworld recently, and he's basically like this also. Yeah, he literally, I mean, when telling that story, he's like, yeah, some movies I just tick off in my head as NAR, no acting required. 
The costumes and the special effects are what people are there to see. It doesn't matter what job I do. Good for him. Don't work as hard as you need. Just work as hard as you need You're to. You're an old man, you know. <laughs> like, honestly, you should probably just retire like Sean Connery, but if you're gonna work, just don't try. Yeah. I like the lightning fight on the bridge. The When he summons the lightning bolt to shoot Hella with. Yeah. Could have been bigger. Yes. Yeah, the idea that it's supposed to be like, you know, his big fucking Kamehameha wave. I didn't really get that until later on he says that it was the biggest lightning ever. <laughs> yeah, uh, just he didn't stick the landing. Uh, also, he lost his eye. Doesn't matter. Yeah, because, yeah, he can't be a king with two eyes. Yeah, like, what's, what is meant, what is meant to be conveyed by him losing an eye other than the fact that his dad also lost an eye? Like, what, what thread is being connected between them from that? Because part of the thing in this movie is that his dad sucked. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't understand what I'm so like, oh now he's lost an eye. Now he's dot dot dot. What? Now he's better than his dad or something. <laughs> okay, sure. He should have lost both eyes then. Should've, but uh we don't get what we want in this world. <laughs> I think they just wanted to wound him in some way to show that he got his ass kicked in that fight. That's fair. And this this makes sense as a wound. Yeah, sure. I mean if I were going to do it, I would have had him lost a hand, and then uh, instead of getting a new hand, he would have a hammer for a hand. Oh, shit, yeah! <laughs> oh, no, yeah, but uh, I never get what I want either. <laughs> In Norse mythology, the eye thing is because, is like, Odin sacrificed himself to himself to unlock the knowledge of the runes. Okay. Which doesn't really apply <laughs> no. here. Okay. He just lost it in a fight against Laufey. Right. Yeah, Laufey. Oh, yeah. Big cool fight. It, like we said, it's it's pretty good. It's better than some of the fights in this movie. Yeah. Hulk does his uh, Incredible Hulk thing where he falls out of a plane, becomes a Hulk. Oh, right. He's got his movie. Yeah, he jumps out of the plane, but then he just like kind of just looks like he breaks his neck and dies. Yeah, I think he, he actually died. Like, it's played as a comedy bit, but it's kind of too upsetting to be funny to me. Yeah, that thud is a little too realistic. It's just like the way he lands, does like, oh, that's a dead man. They murdered a Mark Ruffalo for this movie. See, that stakes. <laughs> they should murder Mark Ruffalo in more movies. <laughs> what if the Hulk didn't pop out of him and he just died? I honestly <laughs> expected what would happen is um, he wouldn't Hulk out. Until after the credits roll. <laughs> like, he'd show up in, like, ruined Asgard as the Hulk. Really annoyed. What I kind of thought happened was, like, oh, Bruce Banner is dead. He's not going to be around anymore. It's just the Hulk. Right. I mean, I guess from this, you could take it that way. Um, on account of the fact they literally say that if he ever Hulks out again, he won't turn back. Yeah. Yeah, they did say that. That's foreshadowing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they have that whole big fight, and then Thor's like, oh, but Asgard's not a place, it's a people, so get all these random extras onto the spaceship. I do like the plan of um, the way to do it is just, let's release Scourge, and um, in a better movie, just letting your Imperial's nature country die, because it should die, would have been better. Um, in this, the joke is, no one's actually cares about Asgard dying, but Scourge is really into destroying it. Yeah, or not Scourge, uh, Surter. Listen, there's a lot of names that don't matter in this movie. <laughs> sure are. I think this part still plays well for me, that Ragnarok they were talking about at the beginning is justified the whole time. You gotta let it happen. Oh yeah, no, I like that, and I honestly, I do think it's a great joke that 
Surtur is super into what he's doing, and no one actually cares. Yeah, yeah. He's loving it. He is living his best life. Yeah, Clancy Brown delivers this well. It's a good joke, which works for this movie that is a comedy, but if you want this plot to work, it should be like, everybody cares, but Thor won't let them stop it, because he understands that it's what needs to be done. Yeah, but that's a better movie. Right. Yeah, again, like, this is just two movies. They just wanted to, like, they needed to make a Hulk, uh, another Thor movie for whatever reason, but they wanted to make a Planet Hulk movie, and they just kind of, yeah. you know, made it happen, and and threw some Thor stuff in on the margins. And then it was too it was too it was too dark and too deep. So like, ah, oh, well, bring in the funny man. Make it funny. Yeah. Uh, it's just yeah. Uh it's a mess. Yeah. In the end. But yeah, uh Hulk wants to fight Surter, and everyone's like, no, stop it. Yeah, that is that is a good scene, because it's like, oh yeah, you can't really make the Hulk not punch, so um didn't think this through. Yeah, I do like the joke. Like Hulk is treating this like he wants to go play skee ball and his parents <laughs> won't let him. Sure is. But yeah, they get on the spaceship and fly away, and they're gonna live happily ever after. They successfully escaped and let Asgard fall, and now they're gonna go find a new home that's free of all their past sins, and it's gonna be a start of a great new beginning for yep, them. a new Asgard with blackjack and hookers! <laughs> uh, a refuge for all peoples and aliens of the universe. Huh. What does that mean? Yeah, you know, didn't really clock that line when I was watching it, but interesting distinction to make. Well, you know, aliens aren't people. Let's just let's just be realistic Apparently here. Apparently not. Yeah, but what defines an alien to Korg? That's true. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What defines people to Korg? Yeah. Cronins. I feel like I don't want to give uh, Marvel enough credit that they were thinking about it like that. Oh, they absolutely were not. Right. But we're going to look at the philosophy of Korg the Cronin and his very deep character in this very deep movie. Yeah, but uh, Surtur kills Hela. Hela sucks. She's not a good villain. No, it's just Kate Blanchett's here to ham it up. That's all we got. Yeah, like, she's doing a good job, but she's just got nothing to work with. She is a Marvel villain, after all. <laughs> Again, she should just be fucking the bad Captain America. That's what this should be. I think Hell is good, it's just that nobody really plays off her at all. No one plays off her, and just, like, I don't know, she, all her whole thing is she just wants to kill people and destroy stuff. Yep. So she's just, she's just the elf guy from 2, only hotter. Yeah, like, even if you wanted to really, like, do the legwork to be like, oh no, she's like an Asgardian nationalist or whatever, she doesn't even really, it doesn't go far enough with that to really make it, like, a compelling villain. Yeah, you can't be an Asgardian nationalist if literally the only person behind you is a guy who kind of sucks that no one likes. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, oh, you got Scourge on your side, oh, we're gonna follow you, you got fucking Scourge. Yeah, I don't know, I... I had more fun watching this than I have a lot of these movies, but I still don't think it's a great movie. It's almost there. It's it's the one I wanted to like more, the most. Yeah, it, it's like a more interesting miss than a lot of them tend to be, because I can see how it would be good. Yeah, it, it's up there with Iron Man 2 as in, I see what you're trying to do. You didn't do it well, but I see what you were trying to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Iron Man 2 is my third favorite MCU movie. And then uh, post-credits is just uh, bad guys show up to attack them. And that's, like, basically literally the beginning of Infinity War, right? That, that is correct. Yeah. Because, like, they all learn this lesson and then just get murdered. Yeah, I mean, you can learn a lesson. It doesn't mean you get to use it. <laughs> right. Everyone with a useless college degree knows it. That's the most important message of the MCU. Nothing you learn matters. Go watch Spider-Man. <laughs> Uh, do we have anything else to touch on on this one? I don't know. It has a real definitive end. Like, there's no... Yeah, so, I guess, broad review of the film, AJ. Um, it's... I don't remember what my original letter grade was for it, because that was years ago. Uh, I can pull it up here. It is a, uh, B+. I think I'll keep it there, because 
I think my grades for the most of the other movies would go down. Uh, it's it's almost there. It's like two thirds of a good movie, undercut because they're two movies put together. Yes. Yeah. Now you did give the Incredible Hulk a B, and I oh I would rank Incredible Hulk higher now. Now that I've watched both of them more recently, I, I would mostly agree. I more or less enjoyed this movie. I wasn't mad that I wasted my evening on it. I'm never gonna watch it again, and I'm not ever gonna like think about it anymore. I laughed at some jokes. I don't know. I forgot how funny some of the jokes were. There's some good jokes. Like, I don't want to downplay, like, there's good comedy writing in it. A lot of times it feels like it is trying a little too hard to just be a joke fest and not a story. Yeah, absolutely. But the jokes are funny, so I don't know. I'd give it, like, a B. A B? Yeah. What would I give it? What would I give it? Hmm. I recorded an episode on this for the Book of Medora podcast in 2017, and I was higher on it then than I am now. It definitely lowered after this watch and discussion. Alright. Let's see. Thor Thor 2, B-. Is this better than Thor 2? I think easily, yes. Thor 2 sucks ass, but you kind of like Thor 2, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's, it's... If you like Thor 2, and there's, there's, there's a contingency, it's... Hard to compare better or worse because you're already in a zone I am not comfortable with answering. But <laughs> right, I don't understand you if you like Thor 2, so, like, go with God. There are certain things I think we could agree Thor 2 does better. I think it uh, has a little bit more characterization of Asgard as, like, a place. Does it? Yeah, like, in, th- in this movie, Asgard looks really fake and plasticky. In Thor 2, they actually built sets. I hear you, but I don't know if that counts as characterization. That's just better set design. Yeah, and you do get more from uh, Fandral and Volstagg and Hogan. You get a little, a little more tertiary Asgardian characters. I guess. If you say so. When you say characterization, I just think of what they did to Skarsgård uh, and how they just assassinated his character completely for no good reason. Uh, yeah, I didn't like what they did to Eric Selvig. Did not like that. And also, if it's a Thor movie with Kat Dennings, it's gonna it's gonna get dinged. Thor 1 was a B. Is this better than Thor 1? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I, I feel like it's on a similar ground to Thor 1. Hmm. Thor... I, I, I'm so mad that I constantly feel like I'm giving praise to Thor 1 just because it's, <laughs> like, a competent <laughs> film with, like... It, it successfully executes on, like, screenwriting 101 <laughs> shit. <laughs> Where, like, I think this movie was maybe trying a little harder, but also didn't succeed as well. Like, it had higher aspirations, but lower success, and how does that compare? I think Thor 1 had a lot of higher aspirations. It's just, you're so far removed from the world it was in. Like, it tried to make... Thor into a romantic comedy, basically. Yeah, you're right. I, yeah, that's true. And you know what? I kind of like that element of it. And it succeeds in making Thor grounded, which yeah, cool. Yeah, no, you're you're convincing me. Thor goes above Ragnarok. I would say certain elements of this film enhance Thor one. Like you look at that Laufey scene a lot differently when you realize, oh, Odin conquered Jotunheim. Yeah, sure. It does pay off on a lot of uh, like like a. I kept harping on Incredible Hulk because I just have never seen another movie pay attention to that one. They kind of pretend it doesn't exist because they don't have distro rights for it. So right, but uh, yeah, it does pay off on like little things that uh, I the early early phase one stuff that um they dropped when they were streamlining everything. So that is 
a positive. It actually is. I think I'm going to give this a solid B as well and call it a tie with Thor 1. Okay. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. I think for me, it goes right below Thor 1, right above Iron Man. Um, It's below the points of reference I can think of. It's below Incredible Hulk, but above, oh, let's say Ant-Man 2. Yeah, let, let me see what your uh, B's, B pluses are. Uh, your B's are Iron Man, Winter Soldier, Hulk. Uh, Captain America, and that's it. I'll put it above Winter Soldier to be controversial. Yeah, I, I've got Winter Soldier near the bottom of my list, so you're good. I, I know, I know, you hated that movie. <laughs> Fuck that movie. And what would you say your new score for Hulk was, AJ? Uh, that'd be an A- minus now. Oh, hell yeah. They should have just put the elevator fight in theaters and cut the rest of that movie out. I don't know. Robert Redford kind of bumbling around in a superhero movie is a novel idea. You're right, I do want him sipping his milliliter of milk. That is important. <laughs> it's a very important scene. <laughs> Why even have the milk at that point, Robert? Because he's dedicated to the craft. I don't know what his goals are, but he's dedicated to the craft. You want to take some questions? Sure. I got some questions. Hold on. All right. Uh, Maxie asks, Jeff Goldblum in this movie, would you? I would understand the temptation to, but I'd feel worried about going forward with it. Absolutely not. I basically compared him to a creepy dude I know in real life, so yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think I would feel uh, simultaneously repulsed and drawn to him in a way that made me uncomfortable and I'd want to keep my distance. I just had to see how bad it gets. I'm self-destructive like that. I need to know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Luna asks... Are there any other movie series or franchises you think would benefit from the next entry having a major tone or stylistic change? I wouldn't say the tone changed that much because that was kind of the tone of the MCU. It's a different flavor of it, but it's not that different. Right, but I I do think compared to Thor The Dark World, whose tone was boring, this definitely has a tone shift. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, if you do it well, tone shifts can be fun. I want my Star Wars movie that's Boba Fett, but he sucks at his job, and it's all about how he babies day out in his way to becoming the greatest bounty hunter in the world. That would be Give me the Pink Panther, but it's Boba Fett. Okay, yes, you've sold me. I was like, most of the way there on the initial pitch, and then you made that comparison and I'm all the way in. So yes, that that would benefit the most. Just make Star Wars dumb because it is. Stop pretending it's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. What if The Matrix 4 was a romantic comedy? That would work. Yeah, you could do that. God, what hmm, What if they made an Animatrix 2? I bet you that's in the back burner. Like, if The Matrix 4 takes off, Netflix like is waiting to pounce on that. Yeah, yeah, like, it's not happening, but it's like, ooh, they have got it written down on a piece of paper somewhere, and they are ready to see if anyone will give them the money for it. Basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, God, that, I'm more excited about that idea than I am about The Matrix 4. I mean, it'll be neat to see. Oh yeah, I'm not unexcited about The Matrix 4. I'm just saying that if it if it only served as a gateway to Animatrix 2, I'd be all about it. Oh yeah, you need that franchising. Yeah, I gotta see, you know, World Record 2. What's up with that guy in that wheelchair? That's, yeah, Animatrix 2, but it's not like new stories, it's just the sequel to every one of those stories. <laughs> oh, the perfect movie, you mean. Yeah, now they're having, like, uh, a samurai fight where they're cutting each other's clothes off, but it has, like, PS3 graphics instead of PS2 graphics. You know, an upgrade. Yeah. Did you ever see that episode of Codename Kids Next Door that was a parody of the Animatrix origin story? (laughs) It's bizarre. I didn't know something like that could exist, but... Yeah, it's uh, a story about how, um, in the beginning, uh, only children roamed the Earth, and then children (laughs) invented adults so they could, like, reach high shelves for them and stuff. Jesus! (laughs) 
And it's just literally the second renaissance, but with adult humans and kid humans instead of robots and people. I love everything about this. And then the adults enslave the children. <laughs> and then what, the the first robot on trial becomes father, and he, he sets himself on fire or something? Right, that's why he's just like a hell man. <laughs> And, like, the, the joke of the end is that, like, the kid doing it is dismissed as, like, a weird conspiracy cuckoo. Like, just, like, wrote a goofy story for his history report. But then his teacher, like, picks up a phone at the end and goes, he knows. Oh, no. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Weird show. Weird show. Remember it being good. Not sure if it holds up. I feel no need to revisit it. Like, I, it just never crossed my radar. I think it was right outside the window of it. And, yeah. Because I got a couple years of you guys, I think. Kevin asks, how do you feel about the movie in light of Infinity War immediately throwing 99% of it in the trash? You're the only one who's seen Infinity War, so... Yeah, let's recap what happens in Infinity War. Uh, Thanos is going to kill everyone on the ship. Uh, Thor just needs to get a better hammer. Uh, also, he gets his eye back. Those are he gets his eye back? his eye back? <laughs> yes! He just gets the eye back. How he gets a he gets a little robot eye that just looks like a real eye. Again, I am not like a person who follows comics or like reads like comics as they come out. I understand that comic books have an issue where they have to sort of reset character development from time to time, that kind of thing. I feel like when this sort of thing happens in comic books, though, you get at least a year or two of Thor with a cool eye patch. Yeah, you get. It's usually like the end of a story so it starts off um like the the big one i can think of that's like directly related to this there was like 20 issues where the kingpin was blind like daredevil then he got his eyesight back right like i expect this sort of thing to happen eventually but sit with the new for a little while yeah i nope yeah that's uh i gotta hear the defenses for how it's not throwing it out completely because i know there's gotta be some of those yeah, to an extent, I just sort of expect that at this point, because I've already seen it happen with Tony Stark. Oh, yeah. Where, like, they solve that character, and then they just say, eh, actually, never mind. Ashley asks, do you think Loki should imitate more people? Maybe use that to carry the character forward? Thoughts on Lady Loki? I'm expecting the Loki series to be, like, honestly, in my head, I have it built up that each episode is a different Loki. So you have, like, Kid Loki in one episode, Lady Loki in another one. That sounds way cooler than what they would do. What do you think they'd do? Uh, it's just gonna be Tom Hiddleston mugging at the camera and quipping. Because I think he's gonna do that just in different forms, and it's... I think it's supposed to be, like, the secret history of Loki, like, through the years. I think that's what the show was pitched as. That sounds alright, yeah. And after the WandaVision trailer, which made me care about MCU Vision for the first time ever because he's in something good... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving them leeway because they've done good stuff with TV. It's just movies make more money, so they're more fine-tuned. I don't know. I'm at the point where I like even like I agree that one division trailer was cool. I I am not trusting it at all until it's like out and people say it's good. And even then, like people say this movie is like amazing and it's it's fine. So I'll be uh, questioning it even when people like one division. I'll give you my unfiltered response when I. You all trust. <laughs> I will not lie about whether or not I like it. I, w- I want to believe, and that's why it's going to crush me if it's not good. Right. I, I, I've said all that. I also, I'm kind of there with She-Hulk, and they haven't even released anything with that. I just like She-Hulk and would like a good She-Hulk show. For me, that's with Miss Marvel, because uh, it'll be nice to see a Muslim on TV who isn't the bad guy. 100%. Uh, Kay asks, why do people want Taika to direct every MCU movie now? Having one guy directing three movies a year isn't actually a good idea. Plus, Disney doesn't let MCU directors color too far outside the lines. 
I don't know, it just feels weird seeing a bunch of director hero worship. Also, how the heck did they get away with the line with the slur? I get not everyone is going to be 100% up on every single slur, but come on, you can't convince me that everyone who worked on the movie hadn't gotten the memo that you can't use that word anymore. We did gloss over that where Thor does uh, use the slur for uh, Romani people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's one that like a lot of people are just like, what do you mean, Ezra? What are you talking about? That's just a word. Huh? What? It's this. It's a weirdly debated because... It's a slur, don't you say it, obviously. But then, like, right. actual Romani, not everyone hates it. It's, it's, yeah. it's, in, you just don't say it is the end goal, but it, you give someone just a nugget of doubt and it just grows. For sure. But just for some reason, that seems like one that people aren't, like, fucking Pacific Rim uses it as the name of a robot. Also, I don't think. It's just people aren't exposed to them. It's it's. I think right. it's the European version of people in America not realizing realizing Native Americans still exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's not a defense for it. I just I just see that mindset. And um, when movies are made in not Europe, most of the time it just it's just going to happen more often because we don't have travelers, we don't have Romani, so it's it's not something you're forced to confront. Which with the internet and the world it is, it's supposed to make things smaller, but it's it's not happening quick enough. Yeah, and again, like Disney's a multinational company, they got Google. Oh yeah, no, I'm not defending Disney at all. They, sh- they, they for yeah, sure, like- for sure. <laughs> it's it's absurd that it got through as many filters as I'm sure it had to yeah. go through. And as for the Taika stuff, it's just recency bias. Like he made a good one, so he should make them all. That's just how nerds work. It's recency bias, and it's the fact that people don't like Thor two very much, and it's like so it feels like oh he saved the Thor like sub franchise. Clearly, he's like just better at this than other people. Well, I mean, I it happened when um it, when the Russo brothers started directing everything. It's like oh Winter Soldier was great, yeah. so it's good that they're doing them all now. Right. Right. Yeah. But it no, wasn't. Sure was. <laughs> I think this is a JoJo's thing. Okay. Retch says, Did you know that Thor and Loki are voiced by VAs for Avdol and Kakyoin, respectively, in the Japanese dub of the film? Huh. Just thought I'd share. Okay. Also, I'm glad the show's coming back. I'm not, like... Okay, sure. Avdol and Kakyoin really don't have anything in common with Thor and Loki, so... Those JoJo's guys? Yeah, they're JoJo's guys. Avdol is uh, an Egyptian fortune teller who knows about stands, and Kakyoin's a high school student who can do weird shit with cherries with his tongue. Wow. They're friends. Cool. JoJo's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Turtle Ant asks, why don't they give me Beta Ray Bill in the movie? Uh, cause it, there's no way to like turn Beta Ray Bill into like a generic tactical military guy. Yeah. Um, he might show up in the background of a Guardians of the Galaxy 3. He's in the background of this movie, actually. He's, He's one uh, of the big statues. Yeah. I also got, I also got man thing. So that made me happy. Like, I feel like if they did Beta Ray Bill, I know nothing about the character of Beta Ray Bill. I just know he's a goofy horseman and I love him for that. Uh, but I feel like he would just be a hot dude who has like a horse sigil on his chest or something, you know? Oh, I think they give him a horse face. They did Rocket. They did do Rocket. That's true. I don't know. But Rocket's also a tactical military guy. Yeah, Beta Ray Bill is just... <laughs> I love his design. He's not an interesting character. He's just like Thor, but a horse, but like, no yeah. background. I'm just thinking about how they're doing Taskmaster and being mad about it. Oh, I, I keep forgetting that Black Widow, the movie, is coming out in 2021 instead of 2010. <laughs> right. <laughs> why wasn't that before the first Avengers movie? What's wrong with you? I mean, I know why, but... Uh, or, like, fucking the way they did uh, Vitrock the Leaper in Winter Soldier, who you would not know he's a supervillain unless you're a comic nerd? Yeah, like, yeah. And, like, I... 
even the timing for the Black Widow movie being terrible because no one cares anymore. Like, I can't even like Scarlett Johansson anymore. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, I can't even be excited to see her in something because she won't shut up. Yeah. I feel like, so, Spider-Verse is a really good movie, but I feel like part of the reason people fell in love with it so much is it's just willing to, like, have fun with the idea of super-powered heroes. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, we'll make, like, even just the mob boss guy will be a giant cube and don't worry about it. It's fun. Shut up. It just feels like MCU has to take the least fun interpretation of every concept. I think they have to give you just enough that you're satisfied that there's a different personality between the characters. Your mileage may vary. Because <laughs> some of them, that's not true. And that's then they call it a day there because they don't... They, I have said this before. The MCU is Disney princesses for boys. Yeah, no, that's 100% true. <laughs> yes. Like, they, are, they are not interested in the plot of these movies. They're not interested in the villains of this movie, unless somehow they have crossover appeal like Loki. They just want you to care about the characters. They're always right. They're always going to be friends. They're always going to have the best lines. And, like, just think about how Captain America uh, Civil War ends, where it's just... Um, literally they were trying to kill each other like hours ago and then Cap's like hey we're still buds here's the phone you can call me on yeah 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 it's you kind of just unlock the whole thing you're totally right it is just Disney princesses for boys anyway that's the show AJ you got anything to plug I literally have nothing to plug (laughs) all right (laughs) Luke you got something to plug yeah, sure, I got shit to plug. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. Uh, you can follow other shows I do on Audio Entropy. The two big ones right now are Common Repriser Forze, where we're talking about Common Rider Forze, a good TV show, a good superhero property. Good job. A fun time to watch. I want to watch that boy befriend the entire world. Uh, you can also uh, listen to Eidolon Playtest, which is an actual play RPG that I GM. It is two different campaigns releasing on alternating weeks in order to play test uh, Eidolon Become Your Best Self, a game that me and my friend Molly have written uh, based on Persona and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It's a good time. Crystal's on one of the campaigns. It's great. They had to go to court with Satan in the most recent episode. It was a fun time. Yeah, that podcast rules. I love doing it. Uh, you can find me at Arcane Crystal. Uh, the Book of Medora is still putting out episodes sometime. We did an episode on this movie, Thor Ragnarok, like three years ago. Uh, Luke was on an episode. I think it was uh, Everybody Loves Everybody Loves Raymond. Right, yeah. That was one of the bonus episodes. Yeah. That was like the prequel to this show. We should do another Everybody Loves Everybody Loves Raymond at the end once we've done every Marvel movie. Just to bookend it. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> uh, you want you want to close this out with the funny Thor joke? Yeah, what's a funny Thor joke, Crystal? Okay, this comes from uh, upjoke.com slash Thor dash jokes. How fast was Thor's hammer destroyed in Ragnarok? I don't know, Crystal. How fast was Thor's hammer destroyed in Ragnarok? Hella fast. That's a joke. That's a good joke. Hella fast. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah.